Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. What a glorious day this was to to watch four babies being dedicated to God, families making commitment and making um, promises about how this child will be raised in the light of God's love. And to have a congregation who is so ready and willing to support families, it is a marvelous thing to behold, and that makes today a great day. The dedication of babies includes this inherent promise that a congregation will support the family in planting and nurturing the seeds of faith in that child. The source of discipling is the power found in biblical faith. That's the ultimate source. We couldn't do it otherwise. We couldn't do it just on their own. But it is through our understanding of God's word and the presence of God's spirit to be with us as we undertake the obligations and the fulfillment of those obligations that are a part of these promises that we have shared. And Baptists as a whole understand that each individual has the responsibility to learn about God. And the primary source is God's own self-revelation that's found in the Bible. And each individual is encouraged and actually obligated to pursue study to develop your own faith. And as the Bible says, be always ready to share that faith with other people. There is this congregation that was weak and declining. And so the people thrashed about to find something, anything, to turn around their poor state. And so they tried every trendy a technique that came along through the literature and used the most recent how I successfully grew my congregation paperback book from the publisher I did it so you can do it too company but in this congregation nothing seemed to work they struggled and they tried but finally there was this one older woman, she was one of five in their only Bible study, who came across the words of John 8. And in the New Jerusalem Bible, the 31st verse says the key thing we need to hear today. If you make my word your home, you will indeed be my disciples. If you make my word your home, you will indeed be my disciples. And that was, just, that was Jesus' summation, his testimony as to who he is. And this woman wondered to herself after hearing that passage, well, isn't the church's main purpose making disciples, and then the light bulb went on. The light bulb went on. That congregation quit trying 
trendy techniques. And they focused on the most basic tool that the Christian faith possesses, the Word of God. They focused on the Word of God as it is contained in the Old and New Testaments. And it was like the power was suddenly turned on in that congregation. God's power came in people's lives. They began to see changes in individuals of the church and in the congregation as a whole. The power became real. The power was turned on and lives were transformed. Transformed because people took God's word seriously and engaged in its study. You see, there's magic. There's this magic in finally understanding your faith. And that changes how people approach life itself. And thus life is richer and the person is stronger. In that congregation, there were no longer these befuddled bystanders. I wonder, I would ask you to raise your hand if you're a befuddled bystander because I know we have ours, but I don't want to embarrass anybody today. Befuddled bystanders were rampant in that congregation. When a teacher would ask a question or some conversation touched on faith, they knew what they believed and they could talk about it and share and actually enter into a discussion because they had spent time in God's Word. They had feasted on it. They had been nourished by it. And it changed them. They engaged in meaningful conversation and participation in the life of the church because they had studied God's Word. And so then, the people in this congregation, this renewed congregation of Christian fellowship, They now knew stories about people who had said yes when God called. Jeremiah chapter 1, where God says, who shall I send? And Jeremiah raises his hand, shuffles his feet, sort of points his toe and wiggles his heel. But he says, here I am, send me. And this congregation, because of their study of the Bible, were all of a sudden engaged in people raising their hands saying, I will do that. Oh, here's an idea. And they were engaged in the life and the discipleship of the community. And they could say yes with meaning and without reluctance or without guilt. Because guilting people into doing something doesn't work. But the love of God that's made known to us in his word draws us into it. And we are able to say yes with power and conviction and meaning. Jeremiah's call in Jeremiah 1 became paradigmatic for the life of that congregation. The power was on. And they used it. The strong biblical understanding allowed them to see the big picture that had before just been sort of like stovepipes where everybody was just sort of doing their own thing. And now in their study, they began to see God's purpose and God's presence. 
and they could see the whole rather than the narrow part. They understood the broader purpose of the church, and their participation in it became much more profound. Decisions of the congregation were made based upon a common search for God and understanding of the nature of God. Infant dedications became this opportunity to reaffirm with gusto their commitment to nurturing others in the faith. Their commitment to meaningful Bible study was their strongest tool. And what I want to say to you today is that First Baptist Church can become that kind of a congregation that is turned on by the power of God through Bible study. By getting back to the basics that God has to offer us, understanding our faith through the Scripture. Darkness fell, and the absence of electricity brought a type of darkness that was both physical but also metaphorical. You see the lack of lights as the darkness fell in Haiti that first night after the earthquake must have brought a darkness of spirit that overwhelmed them. They could hear plaintive voice calling out, desiring to be rescued, but they couldn't see. And so there's no way that they could help. Their uncertainty of the whereabouts or the conditions of their loved ones chilled their spirits to the bone. And in the face of this devastating earthquake, the people of Haiti were supported by their faith in God in a way that few of us can understand. Groups gathered in darkened parks where there were no buildings that could fall on them and crush them in the aftershocks and the tremors that continued. They found encouragement by being together even in the darkness. And perhaps you know the story of the one group who, standing in this profound darkness, began to sing that children's song, that old little simple song that pushes back any darkness that overcomes us. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. The drama of destruction and despair was pushed back by the words of faith in this song about another kind of light that brings hope out of the darkest of circumstances. In such despair, they turned on the power that overcomes all darkness, and they had the audacity to sing about it. What a tragic but wonderful image of huddled people in a park, in the darkness, surrounded by devastation, singing their faith intention to overcome all that darkness that of our spirits by the simple act of letting their light shine for all to see, a light of encouragement and salvation. And you know the song, This Little Light of Mine. I'm not going to hide it under a bushel. I'm not going to allow it to be blown out. I'm going to let it shine no matter what. And that was the light of encouragement and salvation. 
They had grown their faith in the years leading up to the earthquake such that when this tragedy came, they had the power of faith to sustain them. Being steeped and schooled in God's word molds who you are. What one believes informs how you act, does it not? And so tomorrow we are celebrating the birth of Martin Luther King Jr. It's a national holiday. His message on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial during that great march on Washington has roots in his profound understanding of the Bible. His words, when he said, I have a dream that one day our children will be judged by the context, content of their character and not by the color of their skin, reveals his deep understanding of scripture, which had formed him and his message to the American people. That message has transformed America in a not yet completed journey towards racial and human equality. You see, Martin Luther King understood three things. He understood that the content of one's character is formed in your deepest values. And that those deepest values come from what you believe. And that what one believes comes from an understanding of God as revealed in God's word and their growing relationship with God. And so when he says, I have a dream that one day our children will be judged by the content of their character and not by the color of their skin, he is suggesting that there's a new way to live and that what we need to do within each of our individual lives is to so feast on the word of God that our character is molded into Christ-like actions and that we will then be people of the book with knowledge and with faith who can change the world, who can bring about civility in our country and in our neighborhood. And with this kind of a profound molding through our study of Scripture and knowing God's heart as revealed in the Old and New Testament, we will have the opportunity we'll have the obligation that we will live Christ-like lives. Because we know that we all want to be judged by the content of our character and not by the superficialities of our gender or our sexual orientation or by the color of our skin or by what, whatever educational level we have attained or by whatever job we work, but that it's the character that is formed and molded by our relationship with God through God's holy word by which we will be judged. And yes, we shall be judged by the great judge of all. And so I, I implore you to turn on the power by connecting and turning it on by your own serious study of God's word so that we can be the people of God 
able to stand strong and not be fuddled bystanders. And that we can witness to the power of God in our lives because we know what our faith is all about. Amen.